guy, the guy with the hat. Game you're riding is his car boat thing, and you were in the back seat with him. outside of life, I mean, uh, I'm starting to think that I'm dead. I'm going to tell you about a dream I once had. I know that's, you know, when someone says that, that's usually you're in for a very boring next few minutes, and you might be, but it sounds like, you know, what else you going to do, right? Anyway, I read this essay by Philip K. Dick. What, you read it in your dream? No, no, I read it before the dream. It was the preamble to the dream. It was about that book, uh, Flow My Tears of Policeman's Do you know that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, he won an award for Right, right, that's the one he wrote really fast. It just, like, flowed right out of it. He felt he was sort of channeling it or something. But anyway, about four years after it was published, he was at this party. And he met this woman who had the same name as the woman character in the book. And she had a boyfriend with the same name as the boyfriend character in the book. And she was having an affair with this guy, you know, the chief of police. And he had the same name as the chief of police in his book. So she's telling him every, you know, all this stuff from her life, and everything she's saying is right out of his book. So that's really freaking him out, but you know, what can he do? And then shortly after that, he was going to mail a letter, and he saw this kind of um, you know, dangerous, shady-looking guy standing by his car. But instead of avoiding him, which he you know, said he usually would have done, he just walked right up to him and said, can I help you? And the guy said, yeah, I, I ran out of gas. So he pulls out his wallet and he hands him some money, which he says he you know, never would have And then he gets home and he thinks, well, wait a second. This guy, you know, he can't get to a gas station. He's out of gas. So he gets back in his car, he goes, finds the guy, takes him to the gas station. And as he's pulling up at the gas station, he realizes, hey, this is in my book too. This exact station, this exact guy, everything. So this whole episode is it's kind of creepy, right? And he's telling his priest about it. You know, describing how he wrote this book, and then four years later, all these things happened to him. And as he's telling it to him, the priest says, that's the book of Acts. You're describing the book of Acts. And he's like, I've never read the book of Acts. So he, you know, goes home and reads the book of Acts. And it's like, you know, uncanny. You know, even the characters' names are the same as in the Bible. And the book of Acts takes place in 50 AD, when it was written, supposedly. So Philip K. Dick had this theory that time was an illusion, and they were all actually in 50 AD. And the reason he had written this book was that he had somehow momentarily punctured through this illusion, this veil of time. And what he had seen there was what was going on in the Book of Acts. And he was really into uh, Gnosticism and this idea that this demiurge or demon had created this illusion of time to make us forget, you know, that Christ was about to return and the kingdom of God was about to arrive. And that we're all in 50 AD and there's someone trying to make us forget, you know, that, you know, God is imminent. And that's what time is. That's what all of history is. It's just kind of this continuous, um, you know, daydream or distraction. And so I read that, and I was like, well, that's weird. 
And then that night, I had a dream, and there was this guy in the dream who was supposed to be a psychic, but I was skeptical. I was like, yeah, he's not really a psychic, and I'm just thinking to myself. And then suddenly, I start floating, like levitating up to the ceiling. And as I almost go through the roof, I'm like, okay, Mr. Psychic, I, I believe you. You're a psychic. Put me down, please. And I float down, and as my feet touch the ground, the psychic turns into this woman in a green dress. And this woman is Lady Gregory. Now, Lady Gregory was Yates' patron, this you know, Irish person. And though I'd, I'd never seen her image, I was just sure that this was the face of Lady Gregory. So walking along, Lady Gregory turns to me and says, let me explain to you the nature of the universe. Now, Philip K. Dick is right about time, but he's wrong that it's 58D. Actually, there's only one instant, and it's right now, and it's eternal. And it's an instant in which God is posing a question. And that question is basically, do you want to, you know, be one with eternity? Do you want to be in heaven? And we're all saying, no, thank you. Not just yet. And so time is actually just this constant saying no to God's invitation. I mean, that's what time is. I mean, and it's no more 50 AD than it's 2001. You know, I mean, there's just this one instant and that's what we're always in. And then she tells me that actually this is the narrative of everyone's life. That, you know, behind the phenomenal difference, there is but one story. And that's the story of moving from the no to the yes. All of life is like, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. And ultimately it's, yes, I give in, yes, I accept, yes, I embrace. I mean, that's the journey. I mean, everyone gets to the yes in the end, right? All right. So we continue walking, and uh, my dog runs over to me. And so I'm petting him, really happy to see him. Now he's been dead for years. So I'm, I'm petting him, and I, and I realize there's this kind of gross, oozing stuff coming out of his stomach. And I look over at um, Lady Gregory, and she sort of coughs. She's like, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> and there's vomit, like, dribbling down her chin, and it smells really bad. And I, I think, well, listen, that's not just the smell of vomit, which is, you know, doesn't smell very good. That's the smell of, like, dead person vomit. And so it's like doubly foul. And then I realize I'm actually in the land of the dead. And everyone around me was dead. My dog had been dead over 10 years. Lady Gregory had been dead a lot longer than that. When I finally woke up, I was like, whoa, that wasn't a dream. That was a visitation to this real place, the land of the dead. So what happened? I mean, how did you finally get out of it? Oh, man, it was just like one of those like life-altering experiences. I mean, I, I could never really look at the world the same way again after that. Yeah, but I mean, like, how did, you, how did you finally get out of the dream? See, that's my problem. I'm like, I'm trapped. I keep, I keep thinking that I'm waking up, but I'm still in a dream. It seems like it's going on forever. I can't get out of it. And I want to wake up for real. How do you really wake up? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very good at that anymore. But um, if that's what you're thinking, I mean, you, you probably should. I mean, you know, if you can wake up, you should. Because, you know, someday, you know, you won't be able to. So just, um, but it's easy. You know, just, just 